Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Robbie? Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. We never do a full intro like that. It's been I a while. We, so, it's been a yeah. while, but yeah, our, our yeah. Patreon patrons mm-hmm. have been so amazing Yes, uh, with this show, with the podcast, their involvement, not just their subscribing monthly or whatever, but, but their involvement in the Discord groups, in our Admiral chats every month, in yeah. Their emails and Facebook participation, the groups yeah. that have gotten together. I got to say, yeah. we often talk about what we are wearing. Yeah. So today I am wearing some uh, items that were sent to me as a holiday gift by our Delta Flyers JC Shippers group. And so what you <laughs> see is a JC Shippers hat that they sent me and it yeah. says hashtag jc deserved better oh jc right deserved better. yes and then i am wearing the t-shirt they sent me which oh my you can gosh. see jc yeah and it says invading your personal space since, since 2371 and it's a j and a c and inside the j is an image it looks like a black and white and gray image of chakotay yeah. and inside the c uh, there's an image of Janeway, which is kind of cool because you would think it's the a, J would be Janeway yeah. and then C would be Chicote, but they reversed it. But they're um, in love. They're in love. They're, it's they a nice belong shirt. belong together, clearly. So yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like, I want to thank our Patreon patrons because they get involved. Yes. They've connected with each other. I want to thank them personally. This uh, wonderful gift was from Gemma, Kellen, Alexis, Steph, and Amanda. And I want to thank you so much for i love this i'm a full jc shipper myself now because of the delta flyers podcast i cannot believe they never got together it's shocking all of the evidence it is evidence in the episodes you can see they belong together what i love is the creativity creativity like like you said it's a great it's a really cool design it is very well done more importantly our delta flyers fans understand the true nature of Janeway and Chakotay. And along with me, uh, we all realize that they really do belong together. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's my little gosh. update. But yeah. thank, thanks to uh, to the JC shippers and the Delta Flyers fans and the Patreon patrons that support us. Uh, it's We're having so much fun. You know, I'm just thinking about fans always talk about there should be a Voyager movie. There should be a Voyager movie. And I was thinking, huh, if there was one, the opening shot could be you know, just it's it's dawn. It's 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 an alarm clock goes off to for someone to wake up, and and the camera pans up from the bottom of the bed, and it's basically older Janeway, older Chakotay in bed, <laughs> waking oh, up, there, waking up as as a married couple. There you go. She calls so, to the replicator. Replicator, yeah. two cups of coffee, black. Two cups of Nebula coffee, please. Nebula coffee. And that's where they've gone into business and now they own Nebula coffee. She's she's got a coffee company. (laughs) It's bigger than Starbucks. That's right. She doesn't even she doesn't even need to be in Starbucks. Nebula coffee. Nebula coffee. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. Okay. So that just showed up today or recently? When did you get that? It just showed up today, yes. Okay. 
That's wonderful. Yes. Okay, so this week's episode is the Omega Directive. Very cool title. Sounds cool. I like Ooh, it. you know why I like that? Because when I was a kid, my father wa- loved this movie called The Omega Man mm. with Charlton Heston, where he was I the know last the film. The last you know man one? alive. Yeah. Last man alive. The Omega Man. Was that your dad's film that he loved? It was to watch? one of his favorite movies. Yeah. He okay. loved Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And he loved The Omega Man. Oh, wow. The originals. And uh, so this episode is kind of already. I'm I want to see what it's what's happening there because of the title. And uh, yeah. well, I'm pretty sure Charlton Heston is not in this episode. So that is uh-huh. that, I'm going to go on a limb and say he's not in there. But okay. this could be uh, a really, really good episode. We, we don't know. Okay. Right. So well, let's go watch this. I can't wait to watch it. We'll be right back with our discussion and recap of the Omega Directive. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. We are back from watching a very densely packed episode known as the very Omega dense. Directive. My yes. goodness. I have to very, tell you, yeah. I I had to rewind. I can't even count how many times I rewound different parts of the episode just to rehear different scenes because yeah. it yeah. just seems so... That script was chock full of lines and just compacted into this one 42 minute time period. And yeah, I'm shocked. It was almost like an episode of Gilmore girls. It was like, good grief. How many lines yeah. can you cram in here? And not just regular lines. We're talking techno babble all over the place too. Yeah. So. Very, it was very mm. sort of intellectual, this episode. Yeah. It was, it was. All about like trying to understand the idea of a molecule being simultaneously the most dangerous thing to ever have existed and also yeah. the most beautiful perfect thing for seven you know it was right. like right. how can this thing i don't know it was a weird argument to make and yeah. I, it was it was hard for me I'll, I'll be honest to stay engaged with the story it was dense yeah. i agree with you very dense yeah i agree okay all yeah. right let's um let's start up with our poetry synopsis of the episode omega directive yes. here is my haiku for the omega directive yes sir Classified mission, the most powerful substance. Omega destroyed. That's it. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. It's simple and it's kind of sad. It's really sad. And it's a little bit sad. This episode left me sad at the very end. We'll talk more about it when we get to it, but I feel just, yeah, I feel bummed out after watching this up. Yeah, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious right. to hear about that. Yeah, okay. but let's have a little limerick action. To yeah, let's the have moon. a limerick. Yes, lighten okay, me. Here up. we go. Our lighten limerick me. for Omega Directive. Mm-hmm. Omega molecules are found in space. Janeway must get them and erase. Seven disagrees, but Janeway needs her expertise. Perfection disappears without a trace. <sighs> Bam, bam, bam. Oh, yeah. Rabieka, Rabieka, you are so good. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. I love uh, Are you zzzing me? (laughs) That's uh, for everybody out there. That's That's my laugh. Garrett's laugh, which Robert Beltran (laughs) trademarked. With the it sounds like a, a bee buzzing. It does. It kind of starts off. <laughs> That's my old laugh. laugh. You haven't heard that in a while, though. That's my no, laugh on the show. Exactly. And that's that was me your laugh. attempting to squelch 
Don't the real, squelch the true, it. Well, you know, the Don't true laugh, it. for those of you who've watched Amadeus with Tom Hulse in it, that laugh that Tom Hulse uh, that's affects, your real laugh. It, that's my real laugh. That's my real laugh that I had in high school, junior high, high school, grade school, and it's all over the place. It's super melodic and Just it's crazy. It, it doesn't let sound it like it sounds fake. That's how that's how exuberant uh, it is you know it's just I, everywhere you just have to embrace it embrace no it. i had to squash it down and that's why you got the bumblebee you know the bumblebee <laughs> <laughs> laugh is what it is oh my goodness all right okay. good job on the limerick my friend very good thank you i liked it okay thank you, thank you okay so the omega directive teleplay by lisa clink and this was her very last script that she Aww. wrote for voyager I know mm-hmm. she wrote the teleplay story yeah. is by Jimmy Diggs and Steve JK. We also have the director, Victor Lobel, mm-hmm. who has directed before, right? This is not yep. his first. This, uh, I think was his second episode. Second a Voyager so. episode. That sounds about yep. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the guest star, Jeff Austin, yes. do you have any, uh, do you have any words? Uh, oh, yes, I do. We had a couple of speaking <laughs> guest stars here, actually. We did, we but there was J- only credit for one, though, in the beginning. Is well, that right? Kevin McCorkle is the alien captain who we see on the view screen. Okay. And then we have uh, Jeff Austin. So let's start with Jeff Austin. Yeah. Jeff Austin plays Alos, is what he's credited as. Okay. He uh, was not a newcomer to Star Trek because he was a bullion security officer in DS9's third season episode, The Adversary. A Bolian. So okay. He was a Bolian security officer mm. in that episode. Um, nice. So this was his second Trek uh, makeup job that he yeah. went through. Yeah, and uh, another alien. Hmm. Yeah. Jeff Austin, it was born in 1954 in Chicago, so he's 67 right now. Okay. Uh, Kevin McCorkle is the other guest star. He plays the alien captain mm. from the warships when they start attacking us late in our story yeah. uh, he was born 1958 in long beach california he's 63 years old right now mm. okay so we open up uh we open in cargo bay seven of nine is in her regeneration pod and i just gotta say all of a sudden it hit me how many freaking stations does seven need in the cargo <laughs> bay i felt like there were so many regeneration pods there's one borg on our ship and we've got like so many pods i don't understand you know how i justified that how i felt that the first pod the, f- the first pod was her monday pod then she regenerated in her tuesday pod so just to kind of change it oh. up a little bit right she wanted a little bit of variety she didn't want the same don't pod they do the same day. thing though of course they do but this was <laughs> this is yeah. my justification <laughs> this is my justification or maybe they felt if one pod malfunctions there's another one there's five more to go just in okay. case right okay okay but you're right it, it is overkill. There's a lot of there's a <laughs> lot of pods in there. Yeah. So she gets her supplies organized. She's going to go fix something with uh, Harry Kim. Yeah. She's sensor got, diagnostic. Sensor mm-hmm. diagnostic. She's got to go do that. So she's getting ready. Then yeah. we cut into the mess hall. Yeah. And there's Harry and Tuvok <laughs> playing a little Calto. A little Calto action. I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And Harry is so focused on trying to beat Tuvok probably for the first time. He's looking at every single angle of this and then seven shows up and she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's not too upset, but you can tell she's a little annoyed. She's like, okay, she's a on, little annoyed. And, then, going on? and she's like, let's go. And, and Harry's like, no, no, no. I gotta, I gotta finish this. He's obsessing. And even Tuvok goes, you, you should go. Uh, take you should forfeit. Duties. He says, you should forfeit yes. this game and do it to your duty. He goes, heck For, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, heck no. And he keeps looking. So seven stares at it for a second, grabs the piece out of Harry's hand, sticks it on the thing and bam, game over <laughs> done. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what? You know, when you have Borg implants helping you out, that's not, it's not fair. That's not fair. Come on. It's not fair. What the? I did laugh though. It was very funny after yeah. she does that and she leaves. And then you take this long beat of just sitting there. Like, <laughs> I can't believe she just did that. Yes. And then you, you stand up and then you lean down to two. And you're like, I would have gotten that. Yeah. I would have gotten that. Yeah. It was funny. It, it made was me a laugh funny out loud. It was good. It was funny. It's good. I'm glad yeah. I entertained you. It was funny. <laughs> Laughed out loud. So now we have Seven and Harry walking down the corridor and, and Harry's Harry's still kind of miffed over the fact that she ruined his Kalto game. So he's like, so is this is this typical of the Borg that they just know everything, you know, of all the species they've they've uh, assimilated over the years? Yep. You know, you must be the smartest person in the whole universe. And she's like, probably. So she's really <laughs> I don't even think she understands that Harry is digging into her. You know, I mean, right. to her, right. she's so she's what's the term she's just uh dry you know she doesn't have a sense of humor and i don't think she understands sarcasm or anything like that at this point she's still trying to be human so um to me funny scene now we jump to the bridge um we've dropped out of warp there's some type of uh shock wave that we've been hit by yes and chakotay is confused and all of a sudden this message comes through and you see this huge omega symbol on all the displays very strange very the strange. warp drive is suddenly offline mm. we've got weird sensor readings yeah we don't know what that means and nobody right. can open it no, nobody can he has open no, it he doesn't have clearance to access this oh. message none of his command um command protocols or none yeah. of those command codes can authorizations open yeah and codes, yeah yeah and he's nobody can open it Chicote mm-hmm. can open it harry can't open it no nobody can uh, paris can't open anything nope. and suddenly janeway walks in yeah and she goes to a console types some stuff in she's on a mission she yeah. says she says don't worry i'll take care of it yeah and heads to her her ready yeah. room and then turns send around all and the says, data to my yeah she goes send all the sensor data about the particle wave to my ready room and don't talk about this to anybody bye <laughs> So like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we cut inside her ready room, and the first thing she does is seals all the doors. She, she locks the doors. Yeah. Then she's got this big fancy code to unlock. So clearly, this is something. Like she says, uh, authorization, something, something, something. Red number yeah. ten. Like <laughs> as she <laughs> as she listed out the code, I'm like, whoa, that's that's a serious code if it's got red in it. <laughs> so. Anyway, she un- it would have un- been un- awesome if she just if she just kind of rambled on for two minutes of code. Right? That's a lot of numbers. January one alpha beta exclamation point underscore backslash yeah, exactly. asterisk. Yeah, it felt like she felt like she should have put in an exclamation point in that code somewhere. Yeah. Exclamation exclamation point uh, code donut symbol and just like just random stuff, right? And then you know what that makes me you know what that makes me think of actually now that you mention it what like in star star trek yes. all of the authorization codes are either just a combination of letters and numbers there's That's no right. capitals there's no. no there's no. no symbols no there's not a and even now for me to log into my amazon account i gotta put in six letters and different cases multiple cases and at least two <laughs> symbols or whatever like my password to buy you know, paper towels and Amazon <laughs> is more complicated than, than that. The simple letter number combo. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the color that was the thing red. 
Well, clearly, Robbie, Starfleet yeah. computers were very hackable. You know, I mean, anybody clearly. can get it. No kidding. Those are simple <laughs> but, authorization but you, codes. But if you think about it, when we filmed this, we weren't really, you know, that in the nineties, no, nobody, yeah, nobody, like yeah, no, but no passwords. Well, there were passwords then, but, but they, they were, were not, simple. they were very simple. Nobody said include a symbol, include a number, include a yeah. capital, include yeah. lowercase. That wasn't even there. Now, yeah. if you don't do that, uh, you know, God help you. If you don't yeah. add all this stuff, you are hacked That's why almost Janeway, immediately. That's why Janeway added red. Red. <laughs> this was super unhackable. I anyway. think she should have ended with coffee is what she yeah, should have no, said. Yeah. yeah Janeway exactly. alpha red coffee is what she should have said. All right. So she, ha- she hacks in with her simple <laughs> password. Yeah. And the computer says that sensors have detected the Omega phenomenon mm. 1.2 light years away from the ship. Very close. And uh, the computer tells her that she is to immediately implement the Omega directive. The title of the episode, right yes. there, in the first five minutes and of the episode. Implement the Omega Directive immediately, and immediately. all other directives, all other priorities are null and void. Out the window. And I wrote, does that include the Prime Directive? Because when I heard that, it was like, all other directives. Prime Directive 2? Like, uh, it's no, well, because the Prime Direct, the Prime Directive is the all- encompassing directive right so i don't that's what i that's why i wrote it down but think about it later on later she she does does say she does deal with that so she does does. but i was like maybe in this moment it caught me i was like whoa Hmm. wow that's that's serious all other directives and priorities right so maybe she has authorization from starfleet to ignore the prime ignore everything deal with this this uh omega thing Mm -hmm. asap yeah, as they a say. sap sap, a sap sap. Okay, so then we go to engineering. Yes, and Chakotay is giving instructions to on a need to know basis to yep. Paris and Seven Torres and Torres. Mm-hmm. Chakotay says, you know, Paris needs to reinforce the shuttle for extreme yeah. heat, and Bolana's got to, uh, you know, uh, protect the warp core with some reinforcements there. Yeah, and install multi-phasic shielding around shielding the warp core. Around yeah. the warp core. Mm-hmm. And Bellana's like, hey, does this uh, have anything to do with that, that stuff the captain's dealing with? And Chakotay's <laughs> like, well, what have you heard? And they say, well, something about some Omega directive. Right. And Seven perks up immediately when she hears Omega she directive. And Chakotay tells Seven that the captain wants to see her right away. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at her response because she goes, I assume so, or something like that. Right. Like, I, I got to say, <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern in Seven who acts like a bratty little teenager all the time with <laughs> the captain. Like, and you're starting to see the captain deal with her like a bratty little teenager. Like, okay, here we go again. The know it all, the. Yeah, this is this is my life right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. it's like all oh, the little comments. Yeah. Like, why yeah. can't why couldn't he say the captain needs to see you immediately? Why can't she just say understood and leave? Why does no, she have to say because I she's, assume so not because she's 13. That's why. Oh, my okay? God. She is, she is a 13 year old girl, 13 year old girl or boy or <laughs> I don't know. Would you say and let me ask you this. I mean, you've had you have both uh, two sons and one daughter. Would you say th- your 13-year-old sons were more difficult to deal with than your 13-year-old daughter when she was 13? Or was it 
I think, yes, they were equally difficult. Equally. I, I would okay. say that every it has nothing to do with gender the the gender of the okay. of the child it has nothing to do with that it's it has to do age. with the person <laughs> it's the age and yeah. the temperament of that particular young person, person but right the majority of those young people mm. act like seven of nine sometimes <laughs> like they know it all and they're going to do what they're going to do and there's no respect for anything else other than what they decide is important uh yeah uh my my cousin my young cousin he told his dad he he essentially, he basically said, I don't need to go to university. Everything I need to learn, I can learn on YouTube. I can learn online. I have no need for any higher learning whatsoever. I don't need to go to college. This, that was his exclamation, wow. you know, as a YouTube. teenager. Sure. Yeah. I just got learned it all from YouTube. I have no need I for mean, in secondary a, in a learning. In way, I think he's not wrong. I think right. you can learn a lot. Like information is out there. Yeah. But part of what you learn going through high school or college experiences sure. is, is the maturity process and the kind of being accountable sure. for things yeah. and like learning responsibility, learning yeah. interpersonal relationships with yes. your roommates learning, for the first yeah, time. Learning right? how yeah. to be polite, yes. which Seven hasn't learned yet. No. She doesn't know how to be polite to anybody. No, she doesn't know. Uh, she doesn't so. know. <laughs> anyway, we go back to the ready room yeah. and Seven enters the ready room and mm. Janeway immediately asks, what does she know about the Omega Directive? Right. And Seven says she knows everything Janeway knows because the Borg assimilated many captains in the past, Starfleet captains. Mm -hmm. So only captains had this information and because they assimilated them, she knows, she knows exactly what, yeah, Yeah. what Janeway knows. Yeah. And uh, she says to Janeway that the Borg nearly harnessed an Omega molecule and says, well, you know, uh, what kind of sacrifice did you make to, to have this one second of perfection? Mm-hmm. of discovering this thing and she said something like six hundred thousand drones and dozens of ships and org ships 29 vessels yeah you know. 29 vessels and jamie's like well i'm not willing to sacrifice that. i'm not willing you know that's where we disagree like yeah uh and yeah. seven confides in janeway that as as a drone her highest goal besides perfection was to see this molecule firsthand because of her her board droneness this is a driving force to see this firsthand. So we we will get to that moment at the end of the episode where this where she has this driving desire finally satisfied. She gets to see the molecule firsthand. Right. So to the Borg, the Omega molecule represents perfection. And Janeway even makes that comment. She goes, ah, the Holy Grail. Yeah. And Seven's like, huh? Because she doesn't get that. But um, clearly, this is very important to the Borg. Yeah. And I can't, I don't think that can be stressed enough for the story to work and make sense is that mm-hmm. to the Borg, it's beyond uh, logic. It's beyond intellect. It mm-hmm. is, it is, it is the closest they could come to feeling human in a way is mm-hmm. to kind of create this, to have the experience of the Omega molecule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's spiritual, it's intellectual, it's all of those. Well, things. you say closest to feeling human. I almost feel like it's the closest to feeling godlike. God, like, godlike. Yeah, yeah, yeah to I being, guess so. to, to closest to being a deity in a way, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, at this point, Janeway orders Seven to go back to the cargo bay, cargo bay two, and compile all of her info on the Omega uh, particle, the Omega molecule, so that mm-hmm. she can see this. And then we jump over to sick bay and Janeway is now requesting 
erythrazine from the doctor. Mm -hmm. Erythrazine is evidently used to combat extreme theta radiation poisoning. And the doctor is like, wait a minute, you know, this is, no, I can't authorize mm -hmm. this. And Janeway's like, well, I'm authorizing it. And he's like, well, whatever you're planning on doing, I, you know, I, uh, this is very dangerous and he says, I'll do yeah, it. It's very you know? dangerous. Yeah. Be careful. Be careful. I, I hope to see you again after this. <laughs> this is yeah. And it was a very says. sweet moment. With it was them, a sweet I moment. Between the it was two. very sweet with the doctor because mm -hmm. he did follow his, her orders, but he was sincerely concerned. You could yes. see it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so now we're back in cargo bay two, and now seven is reporting to Janeway that, they have that she has detected not one but hundreds of uh, molecules hundreds of these molecules have been detected and now Janeway realizes oh my gosh my original plan of what I was going to do is now kind of void I have to increase every you know I have to increase all the fortifications uh, yep. all the all the modifications that have to be done and everything that I, that Janeway had originally planned has to do it by tenfold, a hundredfold almost. To take care of these, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and seven even can see this and seven, uh, you know, suggests in this scene in cargo bay, she says, you know, this is going to re require the resources of the entire crew, right? Not just, not just, not just you and me to, to solve this. Exactly. You're going to have to tell them what's going on because mm -hmm. they can help. Yeah, which is interesting because I think seven is you know she's starting to lay this foundation. It's yes. going to play out later, but yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Janeway asked seven to transfer all of her data to the astrometrics lab so that she can mm -hmm. continue working on this. Then we jump over to the science lab. We've got Tuvok and Harry. They're prepping a photon torpedo, uh, gravimetric charge. Are they in the science lab or are they in the transporter room area? I wrote science lab because I was looking around oh, going like, yeah, to me, it looked like the science lab. It felt I, yeah. like the transporter room background, which was very, really? huh. yeah, it did. I don't know okay. why. Maybe. Maybe that was the science lab. Yeah. It was hard to tell. It was it's a very difficult. The angle that they, very that was weird angle. Yes, very yes. weird angle. And, and the reason why I say it's science lab is because there were a lot of wall consoles and in the transporter room, the only consoles that you see, or the only wall consoles are behind the transporter chief. They're not located all around the room, you yeah. know? So that's why I felt like it was the science lab. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Okay. So Tuvok and Harry are prepping a photon torpedo. Mm -hmm. There's a gravimetric charge that is strong enough for a 54 isoton explosion that is being put into this photon torpedo. And at this Harry, point- Harry's like, what are we doing? What are we doing with that this? That can destroy yeah. a small planet. <laughs> planet. Exactly. Like, what is she telling, ordering us to do? Yeah. And Janeway pops in and here's the end of that conversation and basically shuts down Harry. You asked too many questions, Harry Ensign Kim. And- she says to Tuvok, let's increase this charge to 80 isotons, no longer 54, but 80. And then she orders Harry when he's done helping Tuvok to go help out with uh, reinforcing some shuttlecraft hull with Balana. And yeah. now let's just pause there for one second. Let's yeah. pause. She says, and Harry, when you're done with this, go help Balana reinforce the shuttle, shuttle yeah. hull. Right. Well, in the scene with Chakotay, he told me to go reinforce the shuttle hole. Oh, that's right. So that's so a little why weird. is Bolana all of a sudden taking over? And while we're paused, I just want to throw out there for the, mm. a lot of the fans who may know this and have been waiting for us to talk about it. This is the episode where Roxanne gave birth 
to her daughter. She went into oh. labor during this episode. Oh, so that's why she's not in the. Um, that's why she's not in the later in the briefing, briefing room, room scene. The that. briefing room scene where she is noticeably, uh, conspicuously mm. absent from that scene, and that's because she was giving birth. She went into labor and was giving birth. So I wonder if this this dialogue got maybe Balana was in some of these other scenes. She may have been in. Yeah, you know, she may have yeah. been in the scene with you and T- Tuvok, yeah. possibly. So I, yeah. I don't know what other scenes she was in, but, but she definitely was. Was she filmed the one scene in engineering, yeah. probably early in the episode, right? And then, and she went into labor, and she went had into to, labor, yeah. and she was written out of all the other scenes. everything else. So that that makes perfect sense now. So I'm okay. gonna not I'm not gonna take it personally that Janeway has now put Balana in charge of reinforcing the <laughs> shuttle hull and asking you to go help. Even though Chakotay already asked me, and I was working on it, um, but but clearly she's in labor. Yeah. We're gonna say Tom. Tom just said, you know what? I can't reinforce the hull. I have to go work on getting my hair fluffy. And yeah, fluffier, left, fluffier. The fluffiness was very inconsistent. In this episode. <laughs> it was. It was less fluffy in this episode. Um, so now Harry is starting to talk about all the rumors. He's, he's speculating. Like, yeah, what he it says, might be. Ensign Hickman says it's species 8472. There's an opening to fluidic space that Janeway has to close. And then I love that line. Harry goes, you know what I think? And Tuvok goes, no. <laughs> I know. He says, do you, do you want to know what I think? And Tuvok says, no, no. I don't want to know. I have no, I, I have no interest in, in your theories. Harry thinks there's this type six protostar out there that Janeway is planning to detonate, which will then open a wormhole to the alpha quadrant mm-hmm. which is you know kind of cool i guess right um but still it's just funny that that harry's all caught up with all the gossip on the ship and he's, he's caught up he's with the gossip to, and he's I, trying to get tubak into it tubak doesn't i also it. like the fact that he's you know it just reinforces that his character more than anybody really is hoping to get home oh, not that yeah. not that everyone's hoping to get home but yeah. harry just harry just, he wears is... that hope very very you know front and center you know what so, getting home is his omega yeah right just yes, just as is. the omega molecule is how important that is to seven of nine and the borg getting home is harry's most important thing mm-hmm. in, in the world right in the galaxy he wants to get back but yeah good point you were on the money mm-hmm. on that one Okay, so we jump to astrometrics, right? We have Chakotay and Janeway. Janeway's working by herself. Chakotay enters. Yeah, he says everything's on schedule, and he says, you know, what's up? Tell me, can't you tell me what's going on? Yeah, she says that uh, she and Seven are departing in a shuttlecraft at 0600 the next day, Mm -hmm. and uh, if they are successful, they'll return. But if not, and if long-range sensors uh, detect a big explosion. In subspace is what it in is. subspace, mm-hmm. then he needs to immediately take that ship to maximum warp, take Voyager maximum warp, and leave the area at once and leave leave them behind. Yeah, head head to the Alpha Quadrant, never look back. You got 10 Don't seconds to do this. Yeah. Which and he is... goes, <laughs> How can you ask me to do this? He yeah. said, you know, why can't you tell me yeah. why you're doing this? If yeah. if I'm if you're asking me to abandon my best friend. Well, okay, let's get the line correct here. He says, if you're asking me to abandon my captain and closest friend to all the JC shippers out there, closest mm. friend, without telling me why. Yeah, that's so, what he says. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's pleading with her. He's I basically know. saying, look, I need to know he's why. Pleading, and let me just, you know, again, there's the JC <laughs> shirt right there. Look at how close they're standing. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it was a um, nice. It was a really nice scene. And scene. Uh, yeah. But he says, and, I, he says, look, just let the senior staff in on this. Let us help you. Don't do this on your own. I, yeah. I, this is not this is not fair you know, to me since I'm in love with you. exactly exactly that's what he was thinking and then she thinks about a long hard think yeah and she says okay assemble the troops since i love you too chakotay since i love you too exactly (laughs) exactly okay so now we go to the briefing room and this Uh is where i was going to talk about roxanne and labor but we've already talked about it she should have been there she should have been there yeah, I had but no clue. I, I was wondering yeah. what it was. And now you have answered my question, Robbie McNeil. This was yep. her labor. I do remember time. when this was all going on. Yeah. yeah. And you're the one that, that you know, you, uh, your question, a molecule. So you're doing more science in this episode. Last episode, you were sciencing it. Now you're sciencing it here. You know, well, I so. wonder if they gave me Bellana's lines in the scene because it felt oh. like Paris was. It felt like he was talking more than he normally does. Yeah. Which, by the way, I made you know, a note at the, end, at the end of this briefing room scene that Seven and the doctor, who always are know-it-alls and can't seem to shut up half the time. They don't say two, anything. They don't say a word. Yeah, Harry Seven, doesn't say think, anything either. So No. Yeah. No. You're right. You're uh, right. But Paris talks a lot. Yeah. And I wonder, like I said, if it was some of uh, Bolana's lines, because some of it felt in the Bolana's wheelhouse there. That makes sense. Um, yeah. That really makes sense. But she explains to everybody that the Omega molecule has the same amount of power as a warp core. It could sustain a, yeah. a few of these uh, connected molecules could sustain an entire civilization. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the a Federation scientist named Keteract in the 23rd century is who invented this or mm-hmm. first synthesized, first synthesized the, it. Yes. the Omega for Starfleet. molecule mm-hmm. for Starfleet. And uh, she said it could be used as a power source. And I think Seven's one line in the scene is, or, or a weapon. A weapon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then she tells, uh, Janeway tells everybody about the lab accident. Paris mm-hmm. says he's heard of the Lantaru sector. Yeah. And that there's no stable warp fields there, that warp travel in that sector is impossible. Yeah. And, and then he even says he thought it was a natural phenomenon, right? That yep, you could only yep. um, fly through there at sublight speeds. You cannot create a stable warp field but now paris knows why mm-hmm. chain reaction um, yep. the explosion of that single molecule was what destroyed all the subspace over there mm-hmm. and um yeah and so this is the most powerful stuff in the universe essentially yep. right and when yeah. janeway says uh, uh this could lose our ability to go to warp for forever yes and ha- and then it cuts to harry uh, along that side of the table where Harry's sitting and Harry's head goes down in his hands. That was a nice moment there, Gareth. Really? So sad. I was I was writing notes furiously, so I didn't even see that moment. Oh, I, yeah. I completely you missed did. that. It was a nice... So then it was a nice... Says, oh. Yeah, it was like, oh. And it was like, sad. I, re, I clicked yeah. it back and watched it again. But okay. um, cool. yeah, very, very sombering, sobering scene. But mm-hmm. now the, the whole senior staff is aware of what's going on and so now we can work together and then we go to the hallway we got Janeway's and... log while she's walking down the hallway to cargo bay one mm-hmm. yeah she's quite apprehensive about this mission 
Yes. She talks about other scientists that have gone through, uh, who have seen uh, science and destruction at the same time, talking about yeah. uh, the atomic bomb as well, I think, right? Einstein, Einstein, Einstein was Einstein felt about yeah. the atomic bomb. And then she says something about Mark, Mark, Mark who, or someone developed the Genesis advi- device. Yes. What the is Genesis. the Genesis device? The Genesis device. Is that in Trek? It's mythology? Trek, yeah. It's not, okay. it's not in... Um, the real it's not real life. Yeah. The Genesis device essentially has the power to take a planet which has been complete, which is completely barren and, and uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. And the minute you activate the Genesis device, it then changes, let's say Mars, like Mars is just sand, yeah. right? It changes yeah. Mars into a lush Amazonian Whoa. rainforest thing. So it, it has the power of creation is what it is. And, wow. But the Genesis device definitely had issues and malfunction and everything went crazy. So, um, okay. yeah, so that is what they're referring to, the Genesis. Yeah, device. but she's she's clearly worried. And I did mm-hmm. notice the extras walking behind her were carrying cases. Yes, and I was they like, were. You, you never see extras in our hallways, like carrying cases. Yeah, carrying cases. It's, mm-hmm. It was just weird. It sort of jumped out at me as a. Mm-hmm unusual thing but clearly you know the senior staff everybody's got projects going on so it made sense yeah um and then we see seven um janeway uh enters cargo bay mm-hmm. and i had a question i don't know why it just occurred to me i was like what is in the barrels that are right next to like why so many barrels why so many regeneration pods it's it just is what's in like, the barrels there, are they borg juice in the barrels or what sardines sardines that's it's, what borgs like to eat yes yes okay so that has become a borg like delicacy giant barrels <laughs> stacked up and i was just for the first time i'm like why the barrels <laughs> like and why is seven sleeping right next to a bunch of barrels yeah the barrels are yeah who knows what they are that's i a good, don't know that, that is a good was, question now do you they look cool yes i, mean, I like them but right. i just don't now, when really Janeway enters, sense. when Janeway enters Cargo Bay too, what does she say? Yes. What's the first line that she says? I don't know. What does she say? Status report. Ah, is what she's... the old status report, not status update, <laughs> not status update, not a status, status bulletin. I have, I have begun status... to listen now, Robbie, to every okay. single episode to see if I can hear update anywhere. So, okay, this is status a, report. a bit of an inside joke between Robbie and I and the admirals, but um... because I always say status update. <laughs> update. Yeah. And, and I say that's not Trek enough. That's it's not support. It's yeah. not the official Trek language. No. So no. Okay. Okay. So after the status report request, Seven does show Janeway the schematics for a harmonic resonance chamber that the board designed to contain and stabilize Omega. And Janeway's a little snippy. She goes, I thought I asked you to work on the photon torpedo. And that's when Seven says the torpedo may be insufficient. I can modify the chamber to emit an inverse frequency, which will be enough to dissolve Omega's inner atomic bonds or interatomic bonds. So it's just neutralizing the Omega Neutral, yes. molecules, what this will do. And, and Janeway says, well, here's to Borg ingenuity. Excellent yeah. work, Seven. We could, we, we could, may, uh, may yeah. need this. It, this is this the first time she compliments seven for anything? I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's. I did jump out at me. It was a nice yeah. compliment. Yeah, I was like, what? And and then uh, immediately, yeah. uh, I forget what seven says, but she yeah. starts to talk about what she's going to do, and she goes, yeah. "Assist me," ordering right, right, the right. captain. And Kate's face after she goes, "Assist me," and Kate was like, Janeway's face was like, what? 
okay that was that was the teenager moment i was like oh my god it really was it really was and she has a permanent teenager yeah yeah and mama kate was just like oh teenager is fine i'll assist you Mm -hmm. yeah but then uh they start working on god knows what they're hitting a bunch of buttons but what i found weird about the scene is they talked a lot about borg history and about the yeah uh, omega molecules and all right. that i, I don't right. even know what they were saying for the most part what or the- even why why the button pushing all i was aware of was they kept switching places back it was like a weird oh, really? dance move interesting i was just like why are they randomly like moving over here and then moving over there oh then- wow like if seven had to move around and, and Janeway yeah. was in the way, why didn't Janeway just step to the other side out of the way? So she didn't have to, or if they were going to play that blocking as a movement that yeah. seven kept having to move from one side to the other, then they could have played the awkwardness of like, Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Right. Or something. Right. But it was a weird middle ground where they just kept switching places over and over again. I was like, a little dosy dough, a little dosy dough. Anyway, Hmm. which we do all the time in in television it, it's yeah it consolidates lighting setups and things sure. like that sure. but you want to hide it you don't want it to feel like blocking that right. one just felt like blocking to me well i didn't pick up on that because once again i was furiously writing down writing notes notes. about this and because like when you were kind of tuning out and looking at the dosi do movement back and forth i was writing down okay so the borg's history of learning about the omega molecule is from all the species that they assimilated and she started going through the most ancient of species like the first species that they assimilated had talked about how the omega molecule could burn the sky is what they were talking about, right? right? And then the second species that they assimilated was a little bit more modern, but still very ancient. And they said, this, this molecule is like a drop of blood from our creator, creator of the universe or creator of our, our people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that she kind of ran through the timeline of, of Borg assimilation. Janeway also makes a point at, at one moment where she talks about how omega is kind of like the creation myth in some of this these stories yes, that Seven yes. is sharing with her. With her. Right. She's like, oh, it reminds me of the creation myth. So again, right. another kind of religious or spiritual sort of tying together this, this uh, omega molecule with sort mm-hmm. of a religious or a genesis kind of idea. You yes. know, that kind of yes. sort of Like thing. the Big Bang. Um, yeah, exactly. Omega is the reason why the Big Bang happened, or at least mm-hmm. that was that's one of the theories, right? That, yep. that the yep. omega particle or the omega molecule provided the energy of, for the creation yep. of the universe in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. then we go to the bridge and uh, Janeway is called to the bridge and mm-hmm. she shows up and they say that this uh, area of subspace is, is destroyed, that it's mm-hmm. all messed up. Uh, scans reveal that it's coming from a nearby moon of an M-class planet. Yeah. We're encountering distortions as well on the bridge. And yeah. so Harry sort of zooms in, sensors zoom in on the mm-hmm. M-class moon and the the area where the Omega um molecules are coming from detected detected and there are over 300,000 square kilometers of destruction that we see Mm -hmm. just everything is just it's it doesn't look good um Mm -hmm. high levels of radiation are coming from the structure that has been decimated and Janeway decides to assemble a rescue team to head down there yeah and first she she actually says though it looks like the same kind of destruction as the Starfleet facility. Oh, right. And Janeway says to Tuvok, scan for Omega molecules. And he scans and he finds nothing. 
but he does say some areas of the facility are still intact Mm -hmm. and shielded. So maybe it's somewhere inside the facility, but I'm not picking up anything right now. So they're contained. Anyway, uh, that's when Janeway, yep, you're right, says uh, assemble an away team. And she does say to Tom, she says, uh, hey, Mr. Paris, uh, uh, join us. We'll need, need a field medic. But you don't I'm, join them, though. No, I'm never down there. Oh, my goodness. She says we'll need a field medic. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, it was just an odd specific detail that she would say, join the away team. We'll need a field medic down there because then later on. Because I made a note of it. I was like, yay, I'm on the away team. And then I started watching. I'm like, where am I? I'm not on the away team. Did you actually cheer? Did you say, yay? Like that? I did. I got really excited. <laughs> I did. Anyway, we go down to the planet. We go down to the planet. We're in the laboratory. And I got to yeah. say, the very first thing we see in this destruction, the door opens in the background. Yeah. And some extras come out. Some background, some background people come out. Starfleet? It's not. Starfleet extras. It's not. Yeah, it's not Janeway. It's not Tuvok. They're following. And I was like, that's weird. We never have. Usually it's our Janeway leading the way or Tuvok yeah, leading yeah, the way. And then, yeah. and then the background people fall in behind. Right. But the door opened and we had a couple of background artists come over and start scanning the bodies in the foreground. And yeah. then Tuvok and Janeway came out. It was just a strange kind of flip that I don't you don't normally see. Okay. But yeah. And, and if you if you remember, I saw a lot of familiar faces in some of the background artists in the episode. Sure. But I couldn't recall all of their names, but yeah. uh, but there were a lot of a lot of our our regular team that yeah. were stand ins and background. And yeah, uh, it was yeah. nice to see them having moments, you know, featured. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Janeway comes across a mm-hmm. survivor is uh, an alien research scientist that's mm-hmm. kind of laid up against the wall and. She discovers that, um, well, at least he tells her there was an accident. We mm-hmm. lost containment. And the minute he starts speaking, well, first of all, the makeup, I go, wow, that kind of looks like Steph from Vis-a-Vis. It <laughs> looks like I, I first saw Steph, makeup, but right? then I went, no, it's not Steph. It's a little it's different. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. He looks like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes. It's the same shape of the nose of Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Yeah. The hair, the way yeah. the hair is sort of done back like the yeah. prince hair from, right. from the cartoon right. Beauty and the Beast. Right. It looks just like that. But did you catch this? The minute he started to speak, mm-hmm. all I could think of was that is Brandon Braga's voice. And then I started thinking, is that Brandon Braga actually in, you know, alien oh, makeup that he, that he, you know, he played a cameo in this episode because holy moly, that guy's voice Spot on for Brandon. Did, it, did yeah. sound like Brandon. Yep. It I didn't really, think of that, really but did. you're right. It really you're right. And we also find out, Janeway asked, well, are there any more particles, any more molecules left? He says, yes. Located inside the primary test chamber. Mm-hmm. And Janeway orders Tuvok to you know, investigate. And Tuvok says, well, yeah, mm-hmm. this is this duritanium. Is, it's very thick, but it's melted into the door frame. And Janeway says, um, well, we got to get through. And Tuvok says, well, we can cut through with phasers. She goes, yep, that's what we're going to do. Let's do it. And that's and when Tuvok like, says, yes. we're going to we're going to break in the up, prime directive. Yeah, we're violating the prime directive. And, and Janeway says, says, for the duration of this mission, the prime directive is rescinded. So this yeah. must refer to the prior scene then, right? That's because I, yeah. And I thought about that in the when it said all directives are rescinded. Are res- um, yes, all directives. I was like. Yeah, because you don't hear that word directives very often, so no. that's why 
I immediately was like, Oh, I wonder if that's the prime directive mm-hmm. and here, here it pays off. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we also know that we're going to cut the doors with the phasers and Janeway has said, beam back these injured, these injured people to our ship. Cause that'll right. become important later. We got those mm-hmm. guys on our ship now, yeah. we're, but we're helping them. We're taking care of them. Yeah. Um, we go to cargo bay and we have this really cool high shot in the cargo bay that comes across and sees uh, the dome, which is oh, this yes. big the, dome, the chamber, mm-hmm. the chamber, the harmonic chamber, which yeah. that's the first reveal of this, this chamber, yeah. the residence chamber. And there's mm-hmm. seven working on the residence chamber. Yeah. And she's talking to a crewman and I yeah. didn't recognize that face, but mm. she renames this crew member. She gives him orders and renames him three of 10. You will she, now be known as yeah. three of 10. She gives him a designation, a board designation, which is yeah. very funny. Right. It's very funny. Neelix now comes in and he's got some supplies. I forget what he had. They were some kind of um, tubes, some some cool looking tubes that lit up green or something. They, they, and, and he's given them the Harry. He yeah. says, Seven told me, you know, to give these to you, that you're going to do this, this whatever with the, the green things. And Harry's like, nope, I'm going to go play on this console and then you see seven kind of looking at him from the back well, well yeah but before before that happens this is when neil is goes but that's supposed to be ensign wildman's job that's and right and then that's oh, yeah, when harry goes come. He like harry's like come on this is ridiculous you know this this is and then of course that's the sideways glance from uh from seven in the background right yeah. yes and uh seven comes over and he is not doing the work he's supposed to be doing he's doing someone else's and she calls him six of ten and I laughed out loud. Which, oh, yeah. Which she actually said six of 10. Yeah. And then Harry's like, will you please stop calling me that? <laughs> which six is great. Of 10. She, yeah, she's like, you're being inefficient. And Harry's like, you know what? This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then that's what, well, then now you are two of 10. So then she demotes him. And she, she demotes checks him. you. Yeah. She, like she, bumps, check, she hip, she hip checks, checks you me out, out of the way, way. Yeah. takes over. Now and you're two of 10. And I've been, I've been assigned to chamber maintenance. Yeah. And uh, Megan goes, you're the chambermaid now? I, I said, no, no, I'm not the chambermaid. I'm, 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 in, I'm in charge of chamber maintenance, which sounds like scrubbing something. Is it cleaning something? So in, in essence, yes, I guess I am. I am uh, housekeeping now. So, <laughs> and, and I like Harry's line when he goes, well, I'm glad you're not the captain. <laughs> yeah. And then Probably. Kim, you know, Chakotay shows up and, and Harry complains to Chakotay yeah. about all of seven's ridiculous commands and designations. And then Chakotay signs like, seven. He's like, he does. Well, yeah. You, you're going to have to adapt. You're dealing with the board. You better learn mm-hmm. to adapt. I'm like, oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, funny scene though. Yeah. It was a great scene. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so a, it was a nice light moment yeah. in the midst of what was a very dense and heavy intellectual episode. I really liked I thought that scene was great. So if you think about it, if you think about yeah. it, Robbie, now it's yeah. two times that Harry has entertained you with lightness. Uh, earlier with Calto and here being called 6 of 10 made you chuckle too. And to, and then getting demoted to 2 of 10. To 2 of 10. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. Then we go to sick bay. Yes. And seven wants to talk to the senior researcher. Yeah. And ask the doctor. And the doctor's like, absolutely not. He's recovering. Nope. This is and my she insists, place. Yeah. She insists. She starts walking over to the surgical bay, and the doctor cuts her off. Yeah. He, he like does. jumps in front of her. He does. And they have a bit of a standoff, and he ultimately relents. He yeah. says, "Be so, brief. Be brief with him. Be brief. That's yeah. right." So uh, seven goes over, so talking to the senior researcher. Mm-hmm. 
And she discovers that um, the aliens have synthesized not hundreds, but 200 million molecules. And so now we're thinking about, you know, what we've learned so far about how powerful this stuff is. 200 Mm -hmm. million molecules? Oh, my God. Goodness, we also learned that the ISO frequency of the containment field was 1.68 terahertz. And then seven of nine also talks about how she can beam this stuff on, onto the ship or, or bring it mm-hmm. over here. And the guy's excited. He's like, so we can save them. And she says, no, we're going to destroy them. And that's when he flips out. He's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. This is my life's work. This is the, this is what I mean, our, he was on death's door. And then he, he was on death's door. Yeah, he sits he up. Sits up. He's yeah. like, what are you talking about? He's yeah. like begging. Yeah. Uh, his, his civilization depends on this stuff. Yeah. He wants, he wants it to stay safe. And this is the future of his species. Right. Yeah. So this is, and he, and he says, you don't understand this. And she mm-hmm. looks at him. She's like, well, no, actually I do, you know, because she's bored and she, this is their mm-hmm. Holy grail. But this is the moment where I start thinking, you know, when I'm watching this, I'm like, my goodness, Starfleet does not even know what this is about. Starfleet has not done enough research about over, over yeah. you know, into this, into this matter. And, and we are, we are breaking the prime directive to destroy this. I mean, this mm-hmm. is not fair. And I kept thinking, goodness gracious, this is something that needs to be that you've got to give more time to it. It can't just be like, get rid of this stuff immediately. Cause this right. alien in this scene to me proved that this wasn't a weapon. This was something to save their civilization. Yeah. So, you know, and this is when I started getting sad. And he also has learned a lot about it because his containment approach at one point, Seven yeah. goes, that containment approach is innovative and right. I can improve it. Using and the resonance, what, mm-hmm, yeah. using the resonance of the molecules themselves, yeah. which is something the Borg never even thought about and something that Starfleet had never thought about. So yeah. clearly this alien race is even more advanced than Starfleet and the Borg combined. Mm-hmm. So that I, I, you know, at this point I started not liking this episode that much because I felt, I felt, Oh my gosh, you guys just missed out on something that is amazing. You know, completely. Well, you know what else happened in this, in this scene besides that made you sad is yeah. when seven leaves and the doctor walks up to the surgical bay and the man who's just pleaded for his civilization, you know, the species future. Yeah. And the doctor grabs him by the shoulders and shoves just him back shoves down. Him down. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what <laughs> did you shove him what down? You, this kid is so funny you, to me. Why did you shove him? Like, like Doc, Doc's sick. He's dying. Guy, what are yeah, you, and, it's, you and especially when the doc, the doc blocks Seven from talking to him. He's like, well, he needs some time yes. to recuperate. He's very delicate. He, he's very delicate. And he's like, take that. Like, yeah. It was like, why? Who? Yeah, that might have made you sad too. I, that made me sad as well. I was like, yeah. you know, you know, what are you doing, Doc? <laughs> why, why would you hurt that man like that? You're the one that was championing his cause, and now you don't even care about his his well being. Guy. Poor guy. Poor beast poor, guy. Poor beast lead, man. <laughs> poor Beauty and the Beast uh, lead researcher guy. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, so sad. We have a shot of the moon, the moon surface, and the blue beam that's beaming up from this destroyed all this destruction. It was kind of cool. It looked to me like that was a, a collage of shots from the Mojave Desert and out near <laughs> Lancaster and things yeah. like that. They sort yeah. of that often our vis effects department would create these mat shots, they call them, or these these kind of vis effect shots where mm-hmm. they would collage together some real photos with some painted images and right. some digital parts. And yeah. so that that was uh that just made me think of the Mojave Desert and yeah, things like that. Where we shot on Caretaker, the pilot. That's right. Same That's right. kind of the uh 
the, the dry lake and home so. world over there. Yeah. Right? And the case look kind of like that. Mm. So then we go inside the lab on the planet. Yeah. Tuvok is phasering open the lock. Janeway goes over and uses uh, a, a little muscle and pulls, pulls it open. And there's this bright, bright blue light, which I yeah. thought was really well done by Marvin Rush and the lighting mm. team there. Um, yeah. And then Janeway calls over an ensign. Who was that ensign? Did you write it down? No. It's one of our regular guys. Yes. I can't remember. Can't I remember, remember so many faces, but I, you know, I can barely remember the blonde episodes. guy, right? Was it the blonde guy? Was, is that who it was? Who this was, but I yeah. made a note like, who was the ensign? What's his yeah. name? He was one of our regular, one of our regular background. He stood in for, uh, he stood in for, in the scene, the, the guy that gets called over by Janeway. Uh, that actor and background artist stood in for Neelix quite often. I can't think of his name. Really? Yeah. He would stand thought, in for Neelix. I thought Jerry Fleck's nephew was Neelix's stand-in. That's who this was. That's no. right. Are you yes, sure? In this scene. Is that him? You, I think so. Huh. I'm okay. pretty sure that's. Okay. The, okay. But there were a lot of moments like that where I saw yeah. some of our background artists. Yeah. And, uh, that's right. Jerry Fleck's nephew. Jerry Fleck was our first AD. Right. He passed away. Uh, from a heart attack during uh, the making of enterprise that series and he was the best jerry fleck was just and was... i forgot his nephew was one of our stand-ins in back simon si- simon yes is that it i think i got uh, it i think that... you got it it sounds like yeah i think it's simon he was a good he was a good kid and yeah. a hard worker and jerry was awesome jerry he was, was amazing, amazing. He really was. So uh, she tells Chakotay to complete the chamber up on the ship, tells Mm -hmm. them to complete the chamber. We're going to transport these things into the chamber. This could destroy half of the Delta Quadrant, she says. Yeah. That's how much of this uh, Omega molecules are here. Yeah. And I love Janeway's line when she says, the final frontier, she says to Tuvok, (laughs) the final frontier has some boundaries that should not be crossed. Yeah. And we're looking at one. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. Yeah, it um, was a good line. So they're going to they're gonna beam it up there to that chamber and they're going to destroy it. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. That's captain's orders right now. Right. And that's where we're headed. So we go to Cargo Bay. Cargo Bay 2. Seven yes. has discovered how to stabilize the molecule using their own resonance as told to her by the alien lead researcher. So she kind of talks to Chakotay about this and she's like, look, um, let me show you a couple of things. And Chakotay takes a look. He's like, Hmm. Yeah. Simulation. Yeah. Simulation, Simulation, but it it looks good. You are, you're on the money, Sev. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, can you test it though? How are you going to test it? Right. This is just a simulation. How are you going to test it? And she goes, I can't test it. Yeah. And she can, he says, well, then, then we can't, we can't risk it. We're going to follow orders. Yeah. Destroy this stuff. Yeah, and she she starts to beg him. This is a personal request. Yeah, she gets slightly emotional in this scene. She does. She really does. Would, yeah. Yeah. Um, says, "Why is this so important?" And she tells a little history. She says, "This is the Borg uh, designated this particle zero one zero, and it is perfection." Yeah, we yeah. jump back and forth between alien research facility and the bridge during the transport of the omega molecules to the mm-hmm. chamber. Then we are back in Cargo Bay 2 and Janeway shows up to confront or to, yeah, would you say confront? Mm-hmm. I would say confront 7, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, and Omega is stabilizing at the last second. This is, our, this is after the decompression of Cargo Bay 2 order by Janeway. And you look inside and all these molecules are now, they're not 
erratic. They're coming together and they're forming one larger molecule. Mm-hmm. And seven, the look on her face is just like, uh, I mean, just, and that light on her. And that is the small thumbnail on Netflix mm-hmm. is the, is the image of, of the blue light on seven's face to see the coming together of the stabilization of that Omega yeah. uh, molecule, which it's stabilizing on its own. It's not, it's not anything that, at, because remember seven it talked about she she can she's found a way to stabilize it mm-hmm. and she doesn't do anything it's stabilizing itself and i almost felt i felt so sad at this point because i felt like the molecule was sentient it knew what was happening that it was about to be jettisoned out of cargo bay two and it was about to be destroyed and it was trying to come together to try to plead with seven to say look this is not right you don't understand what my nature is what i'm what i'm meant to do i give life i'm not a destroyer i'm not a weapon i'm not going to destroy this all of subspace that's what i felt that's what i got from Mm -hmm. that scene and that's when i just got so depressed watching that i'm like Uh, no well this scene was intense this long scene with janeway uh, and seven because at one point janeway says I don't care if you can make it sing and dance, we're yeah. going to get rid of it. And she starts yeah. to walk past her and tries to walk past and seven blocks her path. Very aggressive. Yeah. And seven says, you know, I should have done it anyway. And I still could again, teenager. See, uh, true teenager, but Janeway's line, I don't care if it can sing and dance, let's get rid of it. Is the same word spoken from every modern civilization about something that they don't understand and that yeah. they're afraid of, right? Yeah. That, that they, they think is dangerous, but it's not dangerous. And it ends up, you end up- Well, it was dangerous. I mean, in terms of Starfleet, this is the Omega Directive. This is Understood. not just a little thing. This is, but, but I but agree, they don't know enough about it. But let's put it and, in, pers- yeah, let's put it into perspective, Robbie. That accident that happened with the physicist, the Starfleet physicist cataract, cataract, happened over a hundred years ago, you know, when yeah. their technology wasn't yeah. as advanced as, as our technology now on the show, not, you know, now. Yeah. And it's like, come on guys, you know, well, I mean, it's interesting. F- it get this, uh, this whole debate you and I are having right now. And then Janeway yeah. and, and seven have yeah. gets to the theme for me, which I'll get to later okay. on about the theme of this show. But I, okay. I, I don't disagree with you. Okay. There is, there is knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. and, yep. Uh, things that we don't understand that are just out of reach sometimes. Yep. And to me, the question is, are you ready for that knowledge and wisdom? Are you prepared? Have you prepared yourself well enough to take that knowledge and wisdom on? Yes. Are you, are you prepared enough? And also what are you willing, willing to risk? How far are you willing to go? Because, yeah. you know, you, you may not be ready. You may right. not have all the information. And so it is a gamble. Right those things. And I think that's the debate that Jane seven's going, this is so important. I'm willing to gamble everything. Right. And Janeway's going, I don't feel I ready. Don't want to, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not prepared. Wanna... We don't know enough. We got to stick with the destroy it plan. So yeah, it's an and interesting debate. It is. It is. And, and during this, you know, decompression of cargo bay two uh, voyagers being chased by two, two of the alien ships that are trying to, to, you know, regain their technology basically and what their mm-hmm. work. So, uh, and also their, their physicists, their lead researchers. The, yeah. The, the warship, the warships have tractored them at this point. Mm-hmm. They're demanding the Omicron particles. Uh, they want their people back. You're holding our people. Chakotay yep. refuses. They're opening yep. fire on them. Yep. yep. We back in the cargo bay. They've neutralized at this point seventy-two percent. Right. 
which Janeway says that's enough. So she jettisoned, you know, they jettisoned mm-hmm. the, the harmonic chamber. Um, the, uh, Janeway says, Seven, let's get out of here. We have to go. There's 15 mm-hmm. seconds before this entire cargo bay is, de- is going to decompress. The chamber is, de- is jettisoned. Uh, Tuvok, sorry, is it Tuvok? Or Chicote orders the firing of the fo- uh, photon Chicote torpedo, does, yeah. mm-hmm, which then mm-hmm. destroys the harmonic chamber. And it also destroys all of the uh, remaining Omega molecules that are there. Yeah. And then now after uh, that's... And Tuvok does a little scan on the bridge and Tuvok yes. says, sensors show no traces of omega molecules. He does say sensors. Sensors yes. show no traces. Yeah. I love that. Sensors. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and there's a long push in, camera push in on Janeway and a long push in on seven of nine. Yeah. We cut out to space. We have a little log. Yeah. Where Janeway says the guests, uh, you know, their their guests have been turned returned to their people. That's right. And all the classified data files have been destroyed. Everything is yeah. destroyed. This yeah. never happened. Yeah. No one will even know it exists. That's your sadness right there. Yeah. Really yeah. sad. And then yeah. Da Vinci's workshop is the final scene. And we see seven of nine. Yeah. Seven of nine is there in front of a fireplace. Uh, we see in a wide shot, and then we cut into what she's looking at is an old crucifix up on the wall, and she's yeah. pondering and contemplating the crucifix. And then Janeway enters, yeah. and Janeway says, "I wondered who was running my program. Master Da Vinci doesn't like any visitors after midnight." Mm-hmm. Seven responds, "He protested. I deactivated him." Yeah, that's it's like a teenager. He protested. <laughs> I deactivated him. Yeah. She says, Seven says that she wanted to study the religious ideas that were in the Da Vinci program and understand what she had seen when she looked at these omega molecules. Mm-hmm. And then they sit by the fire side by side, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And Seven says, the Borg have assimilated many species with mythologies to explain such moments of clarity. Mm-hmm. I've always dismissed them as trivial. Perhaps I was wrong. Yeah. And she before that, she says for 3.2 seconds... I saw perfection for 3.2 yeah. seconds. You know, and you know what's interesting about this? So I understand what Seven is describing, I think. Mm-hmm. But when, when you look at it, it wasn't that amazing. I almost wish we had never seen the Omega Molecules. Yeah. Because it almost would have been better as an audience to have Seven of Nine describe it. Right to have other people see it and have the audience never see it. So because that the as audience soon as we, can use their own imagination. Yeah. It, correct. Because Understood. as soon as you cut to it, it yeah. looked like a TV vis effects of yeah. some molecule. Mm-hmm. It didn't look any more interesting than slides I've seen under a microscope myself. Understood. So I wish we had never seen it. That would have made a huge difference to me. Okay. I, I that didn't bother me at all. I was still, I was still, I bought in, I was all in on, on seven and nice. and what she was going through and, yeah. you know, and then Janeway for me, I felt like, wait a minute, at the end of this, at the end of the episode, you have the nerve and audacity to say to seven that you just had your first spiritual experience. It's like, you're the one that destroyed her spiritual experience. You're the one that's destroyed what was perfection. It's like, wait a minute, how dare you say that? And all I could think about this whole time was like, it's just, you know, back in the, back in the day when people were saying, okay, 
the earth is flat. And if you go too far in your ships, you're going to fall right off the edge of the planet, right off. And that's the end of it. But, and people were afraid to travel too far, but because they would, they didn't want to risk dying. Mm -hmm. And really once they risked, once they risked it, then they discovered, you know, that this. Well, I I, I don't disagree with you. I think the risk would have been when Chakotay said seven, uh, how are you going to test this? And she said, I can't. Yeah. If she could have tested it in any way, that yeah. would have been the risk. If you could contain the risk to a test situation where mm-hmm. sure there may be consequences, mm-hmm. but to gamble with whatever it was, 600, you know, million yeah. molecules that could destroy the, the, the choice was risk destroying half of the Delta quadrant, the whole quadrant Janeway says, or miss this opportunity and down the road, maybe, you know, maybe we can try this again. Yeah. But they destroyed all the classified data funds. So if they destroyed everything they learned, then I, that's the part that bothers me. I wish they'd kept it. She should have secret. kept it and encrypted yeah. it. She should have kept yeah. it, encrypted it with her very, very horrible, easy to pass password, easy to hack password, but still it would have been encrypted, right? Red 10, red <laughs> 10. That's all you need to know. And you can get into any Starfleet super secret file. Janeway Alpha birthday cake red 10. That's it. Um, I, I, you know what I think it is? Well, the reason I, I'm going to say right now, Robbie, the reason why this episode resonated with me or the reason why I was so upset about this episode is that I mm. feel like the overall lesson or the overall an- analogy really yeah. is it's that fear of the unknown. And I felt that the Omega molecule was the unknown. What did occur to me is the atomic bomb and the atomic energy and things sure. like that, the fear. And there, are, there is good and there is danger with atomic energy and atomic mm-hmm. uh, fusion. And so yeah. learning uh, when we are ready to be responsible with atomic mm-hmm. fusion, um, mm-hmm. that's the analogy I made. That seemed yeah. like the closest. And, and the religious analogy or all of those analogies yeah are really uh, what make Trek stories. That's the beauty of them is that you can kind of use them as a jumping off point for co- great conversations and great, you know, uh, reflection and thinking. So uh, yeah. I love that. It's and awesome. if we, yeah, and if you stay within the parameters of the episode of the sci-fi, it, mm-hmm. it, it was so disheart- disheartening to see that lead researcher pleading to seven of nine saying, look, you, you don't understand this. Yeah. This is, this is what's going to save our people, my people. We need this. This is, this is so mm-hmm. important to us. You don't get it. And, you know, more often than not in the, the world that we live in, when we don't understand something or whatever, it's like, okay, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. You know, we don't, I don't know. Yeah. That might, that might be dangerous. That might be contagious. That might cause yeah. some type of disease. Let's just kill it. You know, it's yeah. always about yeah, yeah. killing something or eliminating something instead of working with something and, mm-hmm. and understanding something, collaborating with someone or something, right? A lot of things that you don't understand, you need to take the time to try to understand it before you make a rash decision to end the life or end the existence of something or someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is, I mm-hmm. guess, the, the lesson for me, really. Well, my theme, so that's the lesson for you. My, yeah. my lesson would be more of a question of how much are you willing to risk for perfection okay. or how much are you willing to risk for a spiritual experience? Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it was more of a question because I think okay. uh, 
people's different characters willingness was very very different mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. what they were willing to risk to to have an experience with this omega molecule yeah. right and understand it and how far were they willing to go they all mm-hmm. had different l- limits so yes um yeah that's okay. that's that's our recap and rewatch and review with passion of the Omega Directive. <laughs> this is the most passionate I've been in this entire know, re- over a molecule. Over a, I know. over a little old molecule. Over but yeah, a molecule. That, yeah, that molecule meant something to me. It really did. Yeah, so. I can see that. <laughs> All well, right, that, everyone. Was, that was really fun. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on this mm-hmm. rewatch. It was a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in and tune in next week when Robbie and I will rewatch and recap and discuss unforgettable. 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 Can you sing that song? I don't know if it was unforgettable for me. It (laughs) may have gotten forgotten, but we will see next week. Won't we? Yes. You'll have to (laughs) tune in next week to know whether it was forgotten or whether it was unforgettable unforgettable i wanted yes. you to sing for us robbie i know that you have your your singing unforgettable chops. thank you in every way unforgettable that's how you'll stay and i'm gonna i don't that know was the words. great that was really good thank you Darling, that is why something's forgettable too and the song's forgettable too me all right me that's right (laughs) all right everyone uh for all the patreon patrons please stay tuned for your bonus material thanks everybody bye